Hi, and welcome to episode 223 of No Crying in Baseball, the vigilant and unpredictable episode. My name's Patty. I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. Hello, Potty Mouth. How the heck are you today? You know, I'm thinking you might be vigilant and I might be the unpredictable on this one because I don't know. I don't know. I went to... um... Wait, wait, pause. What do you mean on this one? Isn't that kind of like, aren't those our jobs? It is. It is. (laughs) Okay. It's like, it's like now I'm blanking on the last tagline that was... That, oh, there we go. The the beer opening is a key part. But what was that tagline that we had recently that was like works for every show, but the, the digress and we drink. That was drink. it. Yeah, that was it. Sure. So there we go. I'm dig- digressing and you're opening the beer. Um, <laughs> I can't believe I'm opening a beer now. Actually, I can. I mean, you know, I've got a track record to, to uphold. I've met you. But I did go to the DC beer share yesterday. Folks, follow anybody who's local. You should be following dcbeer.com on any social media. And then if you put your uh, name on their mailing list, you can get invited to these lovely beer shares. And the the rule of thumb is to bring as much beer as you're going to drink because everybody's sharing stuff. But there's always just so much beer there. And I do tasters because I want to try different beers. But then that makes it really hard to keep track of how much I have actually consumed. So by the end of last night, I think it qualified as a lot, a lot. That's a that's a nice round number. Yeah. But it was good. It was very good. Much fun. I am very good. So what are you drinking now as your day ah, after beer? So right now I am drinking Sparkle, Spackle, because it's in my Wicked Pissa uh, drink cooler a koozie that you brought back. <laughs> the thank you very much <laughs> that I totally <laughs> forgot that I left at your place. Um, so because it's wicked pissa, then I'm going to call that it sparkle. Sparkle. It's a. Um, it's I think it's a lager from Firm Brewing Company, or maybe it's a pilsner. I always confuse those. It's a pilsner. Yep, it's a pilsner from Firm Brewing Company. Very nice. What about you? Very nice. I have got a um, a Cloud Nine Hefeweizen uh, from Silver Branch, and I picked Cloud Nine because I am having the best weekend. I am on Cloud Nine. Mm. I several times yesterday I said I'm having the best day, over and over. And you know I realized because of this friggin' pandemic, even the good days have been just sort of fine. Like you know, it's like okay, this was better than yesterday, or eh, it wasn't right. so bad. But it, but it, nothing's been really outstanding. But I had such a good day yesterday. My kid was in town for the weekend, and I did a variety of things yesterday. I woke up slowly and drank delicious coffee while watching some of season two of Bridgerton, which I'm not necessarily proud of, but it was very relaxing and fun. <laughs> My kid and I went out to test drive cars, which oh, was you a did. hoot and a half. Oh, it that's was so cool. much fun because the kid found a car to, to test drive to just for the heck of it because sure. we were already there. So we had a good time with that. We went to um, a really delicious place for a meal and some good beer. And I got I did a little Thunderbolts uh, fundraising work while there. And that was also very good. And then we went to a Caps game. Um, and I have, to, I have to briefly tell you what happened at this Capitals game. So I do love my hockey. My kid loves the hockey. And Nicholas Backstrom, uh, a longtime member of the Capitals, earlier this month reached his 1,000th NHL point, which is a wow. big freaking deal. That's it's huge. It is huge. So they honored him before the game. And the and the giveaway were these little squishy apples because, you know, you get a point for an assist as well as, you know, for, for goals. And assists are also called apples. So they had these little, like, trust ball, sort of squishy apples with, with um, oh. you know, uh, what did it say? So, it's Nick, so his nickname is Nikki, right? So it said N. 1k for a thousand y so it's spelled out nikki but with the you know with the 1k in there and so we all had squishy things 
round the size of baseballs in our hands. And you see this coming, right? And right. how did they, they, either they saw this coming or they didn't when they decided this was the giveaway, but Nicholas Backstrom scored a goal during the game and the apples went sailing. So it was raining, onto the ice. raining it was apples. raining apples and it was hilarious and everybody cracked up. And the, the, even the, um, the announcer waited a good long time before saying, fans, please refrain from throwing <laughs> things onto, because it was like, you, you couldn't stop that fun. Right. Yeah. And all so, so like the, um, this, the staff were coming out, like on, on their skates, the people that like, you know, kind of clean up the ice were up there, like sweeping things away, but all of the, both teams were using their hockey sticks to sort of help bat the apples <laughs> off the ice. And it was like just five minutes of pure joy. That's it was cool. really great. And so it was such a good day in so many ways. And the caps ended up winning and everybody around us, not so many masks. So a little uncomfortable with that. Cause it was packed, Ooh. but everybody was in a good mood. Like nobody was, That's you know, we, we weren't the nasty hockey fans yesterday. We were the, we love everybody. Hockey fans were having a great time. We want to win. We want to beat you, but we're not going to, it was just such a good damn day. I'm on cloud nine. So I'm drinking cloud nine. That is such a good picture. Like you've painted the perfect picture. And I really yeah. like cloud nine also from, from our silver branch friends. It's very tasty. I think putting, very putting good vibes out there in, in general, just like enjoying stuff now, like this, we're in springtime. It's like this rebirth feeling, although today's weather sucks, but that's part of spring entering over here. And just, I don't, I like watching happy stuff. So I've been doing some happy stuff searching, probably wasting too much time online as usual. But I just want to point po folks into the direction of Padres Twitter and Instagram. Just check it out. It's hysterical. They've been doing a lot of random questions that players have been asking. And I just want to say that Blake Snell is a national treasure and wins the <laughs> internet forever. And I am going to be paying a lot of attention to Blake Snell this season. Recommended. Excellent. He's earning it. He's earning it. Good stuff. All right. On today's show, we've got the COVID report with policies and players. We've got the, just when you thought it was safe, the return of sticky stuff. We have the, you've been waiting for it. Here it is. The our starting lineups for our fantasy baseball teams. We've got women in baseball, both internationally and here at home. And we've got Bernie Sanders saving American baseball. Hoorah. So real quick. Before we get going, um, we want to send our best wishes to Andrew Miller, who is retiring after 16 years. He is a two-time All-Star. He was the 2015 Reliever of the Year and will have a special place in my heart as a Cleveland girl for um, winning the 2016 ALCS MVP while he was with Cleveland. And most recently, he was a member of the, um, the Players Union Executive Subcommittee that got us through this um, lockout and negotiation. So, Andrew Miller, you've earned it. Enjoy your retirement, dude. And that's big. And, and, that, and the Players Association had a really nice online statement to him. And also that he put in all that work selfless, selfless selflessly. That's the word, selflessly. selflessly yes. Because he, nobody knew who was going to retire when he was working so hard to get this agreement. And then it's not to benefit him, but it's for the good of the game and the future of the players. And to leave like that kind of mark is super admirable. So I, too, adore Andrew Miller. Yes, former Red Sox. So got a little spot yeah. for him. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. So the COVID report is um, endlessly fascinating to me. It's kind of short, but it's really interesting. So last week, um, I think uh, Potty Mouth pretty much predicted this straight up. The New York City vaccine mandate on athletes was lifted on Thursday, Fuck them. just in time to give the Nets that extra push they need to get into the playoffs and also to have all the unvaccinated Mets and Yankees um, available for their home openers coming up soon. Um, there's still the vaccine mandate for 
all of Canada and unvaccinated players cannot travel to play the Blue Jays when the Blue Jays are playing at home in Toronto. And those players who can't go will lose service time and salary for those missed games. And there has been this childish, I've used the word hogwashy <laughs> um, argument referring to the competitive imbalance yep. that will be enjoyed by the Blue Jays. Um, hello, the Blue Jays also had to comply with these same rules, and they did. And the Blue Jays fans have been most excellent in saying, suck it up, buttercup. You're a grown-up. This No one is saying you can't play. You just need to say, yes, I will be vaccinated, and then I can play like everybody else. Yeah. Right? This is not the Toronto Blue Jays rule. This is the country we live in. This is their health policy. We are complying. You can too. And if you want to talk about competitive imbalance, where did the Blue Jays play the last year and a half? Right. Buffalo, <laughs> minor league stadiums, their spring training facility. They've been through crap. Yeah. You know, get the damn shot and go play baseball or suck it up and say, I've made a choice not to. And so here's the consequence. I'm going to lose money in service time. Oh, totally. And I am totally disappointed with New York City. I, you know, once again, I actually had been uh, happy that they were dealing with COVID stuff pretty proactively, especially because my kid lives there and that they had very early on been mandating the, the vaccine requirements for going into restaurants and stuff like that. And it seemed like they were going to hold on this because just like go, what, like two weeks ago, the mayor, Eric Adams, said um, to, about the whole thing with, with Kyrie Irving, right, playing for... Mm -hmm playing basketball and and they actually you know had limited him said Kyrie can play tomorrow get vaccinated so it seemed yep. like he was towing the line you know the the nets had been lobbying but you know i just kind of wonder how much money the the yankees and the mets put into lobbyists you know like mets owner multi-bazillionaire it had an effect and you know thursday the the mandate was lifted and it's it's pro athletes and performers which is kind of interesting so i'm wondering about that too because you know they reopened broadway just fine with the with the vaccine mandate i didn't hear some performers lobbying complaining about this so i think this is just a whole bunch of bullshit i think it's the baseball teams putting in a bunch of money i think the whole thing probably rotates around aaron judge and now he's going to get they're talking about locking him in so just de depressing and disappointing once again from the yankees whereas on the flip side and i did this last week and i just you know sorry i'm like hopping on my high horse once again and saying yay red sox welcome trevor's story to the red sox six years 140 million dollars went through this past week and it was delayed a bunch because he had to get fucking vaccinated and they were not going to accept him without getting vaccinated so he finally agreed to that on tuesday they announced him on wednesday there was definitely sort of a lot of his um talking to players and other Red Sox personnel to make sure that this fit was gonna 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 go with him. And the most interesting ones that I found were his communication with Dustin Pedroia, who is basically the last decent solid Red Sox second baseman. And he is gonna be working with Trevor Story about making that shift from, from shortstop to second base. So I think that is a super good sign. And the For Red sure. Sox have been struggling at second ever since Dustin Pedroia left. Um, and then there's the whole thing with 
Xander Bogarts being at shortstop and, you know, wanting a future with the team, but being a free agent next year. And I didn't realize that the two of them actually communicated about them and that Xander Bogarts was lobbying to bring Trevor Story to the Red Sox. Really? That is a twist I did not see coming. Yeah, totally, totally. So, you know, the the High and Bloom is saying a lot about wanting to keep Bogarts. And so I'm hoping that things work out with Trevor Story at second, because if they do, my Red Sox are going to be looking mighty good. Uh, just a side note, Trevor Story just had, I think, one day of street spring training game with the Red Sox before he flew home to for the birth of his first baby. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. So as Alex Cora said, what a week. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Hey, guess what's back? The conversations around sticky stuff. Hmm. Just when we thought we had that all figured out. So as a reminder, um, starting last June, um, June 21st, that's when umpires had to begin checking pitchers for sticky substances that might be used to increase the spin rate of their pitches. And um, over the course of the, the, the rest of the season, all, two pitchers were ejected and suspended for suspected sticky stuff. So immediately spin rates went down. They went down a little bit in anticipation of this rule taking effect. Mm-hmm. And then they went down more when both starting pitchers and relief pitchers were checked every single game. But then in September, the spin rate started to climb again. And there could be any number of reasons. But of course, the league said, hmm, those pitchers have gotten wise to this. They have figured out a way to yep. sneak in the sticky stuff. It must be them and the, the spider attack or whatever. And, and because how, you know, how else could, could this get by us? So in a memo from the league to the teams on Friday, umpires have been instructed to be, and I quote, more vigilant and unpredictable in the timing <laughs> and scope of their checks during the 2022 season. They also said that checks would be less invasive. You know, last year they were checking like belts and, you know, under hats and stuff. I think they're going to focus now, well, they're definitely going to focus more on the actual hands of the pitcher. Okay. They're going to check fingers. They're going to check the palms of their hands. And, you know, if anything looks wrong, like there was, you know, something there that shouldn't have been there, that's, you know, that's an ejection. Player uh, pitchers can also be ejected if they are seen wiping off their hands before the inspection, huh. which is going to be so such a pain. Cause how, how often do you just wipe your hands and not think like you're outside, you're sweating, you know, you did right. Like how, how yeah, this is going to be messy all over again. I mean, we, ev- the pitchers adjusted to the checks, right? Remember that first week it was like yep. people <laughs> dropping their pants and getting angry and doing all, and then, then it just got to be like, okay, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. It's fine. And now it's a whole new thing. It's going to be like, you know, examining fingers and palms of hands. And I think it's going to get weird again before it gets better. Again. Yeah. I was picturing Max Scherzer when he exploded on that last year. So oh, I'll yeah. be looking forward to seeing that again this year. Oh my God. Oh my God. All right. Hey. Hey, let's have some fun. Hey, all right. It is time to play fantasy baseball. There were definitely some weeks that we were recording that I was like, are we ever going to get to this point? No. What a messed up off season. But here we are. So what we've been doing, if you, you're joining us for the first time, is in this off season, we've been picking guys, one per team each, because they're special. There's something cool about them beyond the field. They cannot be assholes. They cannot have done anything really objectionable, morally wrong, or otherwise questionable. Uh, so what we have done at this point is we've come down to our starting lineups plus our bench as permitted by Yahoo Sports. And 
Patty for for all, me. Yeah, I was gonna say for everybody <laughs> to realize, Patty's putting a shit ton of work into this because not only is she organizing our fantasy league with some of our great friends and listeners. Hey, everybody! Um, but also not only doing Yahoo rules, but our screwed up rules. So Patty is the commissioner. She is the last say, and if she says so, it is so. And so what we have is our starting lineups. We've got two utility guys and we've got five bench guys. We talked about the pitching last week. So just go back to last week's episode to know about our pitchers. So catcher, I was so excited this year that I like managed to pick more than one catcher. So yay for me. I'm going with Mitch Garver of the Rangers, despite the fact that I picked him when he was a twin. So this was the first thing that got me a little bit confused with my spreadsheet. I'm following him to Texas. This means I have to say goodbye to my pick from Texas, which was Adelise Garcia. Sorry about that, Adelise. Mitch Garver is in a lot of the top 10 lists for catchers to watch this year, maybe even top five. So I would be stupid not to pick him out of my slew of catchers. Also, I partly had picked him because there was a picture of him with holding a beer with his baby in a sling. And he talks about he's he was a new father at the end of the season last year, and that is brought a whole new perspective to his life. And he said before he was a baseball player, and now that's his job, but there's more to his life, and he's super focused on hanging out with his little kids. So yay, Mitch Garver. That's my catcher. First base, I had to go with Trey, Trey Mancini, despite the fact that this may have been maybe a terrible mistake. He's, you know, he's at the Orioles. He's a hometown hero. He's just such a good guy. Go back to that episode for sure to hear more about him. But what the fuck, Orioles? They're not. What the fuck, Orioles? There's, there's going to be mayhem. There's going to be hell to pay. This Sorry. this I'm this done. means that they did not. They're going to arbitration. That they did not meet the eight million dollars that he requested, which I think is totally reasonable, especially because their fucking counter offer is. Whoops, I wrote this wrong, but it's seven point like seven three five. It's really close. It's like a minute apart. Yeah, so fucking ridiculous. So they're talking about him in trade discussions, which is just bad because he's such a hometown hero. And the Orioles like have just been hurting their fan base so much in so many ways. Come on, keep Trey Mancini. If he gets traded, I don't know, it's going to cause spreadsheet mayhem once again. All right, second base, I'm going with David Fletcher of the Angels, even though he probably won't be playing second base. But, you know, because he's listed as one of those options in Yahoo, I think I still get to do that. They're talking now about moving him to short. The whole Angel infield is actually in serious flux. So who knows where he's going to be? He's ready to play both. He's such a nice guy. I watched another interview with him. Just like absolute nice guy. Shortstop, I have to go with Wander Franco, the Wander Boy from the Rays. Despite the fact that he made a little bit of a faux pas during spring training by parking his big ass SUV in the president of baseball operations parking spot. And then the next day, to uh, to let him know that he had made this error, Kevin Cash, I don't know, I guess they have a, a valet system or something, but somehow Kevin Cash got his keys and somebody drove his SUV onto the field <laughs> while they were working out. Wanda Franco yeah. said, what's going on? That's my car. And then he realized, oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> newbie, newbie Ricky dudes got to pick up on the on the parking situation. Uh, third base, I'm super excited about Brian Hayes from the Pirates. I mean, there's not a lot of talk about the Pirates. This guy is one of five hitters that MLB predicted poised to break out this year. 
And to beat that, I saw a cute article, with an uh, athletic article, I think, interviewing the hitting coach, Andy Haynes of the Pirates, who called him very thoughtful and articulate. So I need somebody articulate on my team for <laughs> sure to make or up for some backup body, articulation. Right? <laughs> backup articulation. That's good. That is very good. Uh, All right. Juan Soto of the Nationals in the outfield. That's, you know, we can keep one guy over from every year. And so I feel like, you know, if I'm keeping this guy as a baseball boyfriend, I've got to play him. And also I'd be fucking stupid not to. Oh, my God. He is just the wonder boy, forever boyfriend. I get to watch him play, which is huge. And he has led the league in um, on-base percentage plus slugging for the past two years. What I need to say, though, Nationals extend him. Sign this, yes, please. sign him forever, please. I've committed to him as a forever boyfriend. You too can. Oh, did you have a, a Juan Soto anecdote? I was going to point out that um, we need to get tickets for the day of his bobblehead giveaway oh God, because yes. his bobblehead is not so much a bobblehead as a as a shuffle. You know, the Juan Soto shuffle when he's in the batter's box, apparently the bobblehead um, has a little hip action and also oh my God. shuffles. Yes. I need I need a bobblehead yeah, you hip do. action. Yeah. I yeah. totally yeah, we do. do. That is, I can totally like put on some merengue and like hit the bobblehead. That'll be fun. All right. <laughs> to, further in my outfield, I am going with Akil Badu from the Tigers. Today, he was the Wardle answer. Do you ever play Wardle? W-A-R-D-L-E? I do. I got him. I got him. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I got that one for sure. There yeah. There we go. Yeah. It so took the, me a while, but I finally did. <laughs> The, the thing about Wardle is it changes at about 1 p.m. Eastern time. Hmm. So I did it yesterday afternoon. So I'm like, what do you mean today? I did yesterday. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I did it in the afternoon. I did. Yeah, Wardle is um, – I can't do it without reference. I, I need to use reference materials. But I think that's okay. I, I, I look at it as a logic problem, but it's I love it. very good. This is like a takeoff on Wardle, for those of you who don't know who's the name of a baseball player. And it's very cool because it's like they're batting and the, it's various stats that you have to – no, and you get green if you got it right. So you know, okay, this is somebody from the AL East. Okay, now you get guess AL East people. And so this, it was good because I started with a, a young guess. So I knew I was looking for youngins. And yeah, that that's good. So um, the difference for me between how I approach Wardle and Wordle is, I don't know why this is, but for Wardle, I always start with Jock Peterson. <laughs> And Wordle, That's, I pick a different word every single day. Really? But Wordle, I always start with Jack Peterson. I don't know why. That's I just start randomly. I'm just that's because I'm unpredictable. There we go. And I'm vigilant. And there, <laughs> that that <laughs> it pans out. Anyway, but do not only is he in Wordle, but he is fucking as when I checked last night, he was six for fifteen with spring training with two home runs, including a leadoff home run against Ryu in the in the car, uh, Toronto, that other bird, the 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 Blue Jays on Friday. That other bird. <laughs> Actually, it's a side note. As Mr. Potty Mouth and I have been going out for walks, we like make little like when we see Cardinals and Blue Jays and Orioles flying around because those those are very common sightings around here. We definitely make a lot of spring training jokes. Yeah, the the Orioles are all over the place here. All right, speaking and and here we go. Here's here's my Blue Jay, Tasker Hernandez. He they they the Blue Jays did well. They kept their players that were eligible for arbitration. They didn't, they're not going to arbitration with anybody. They're paying him the money that he earns. Uh, he had a, a little bit of a wrist brain, unfortunately, this spring. So I'm hoping that he comes back well this weekend. All right, utility. I had to go with Josh Rojas because, oh my God, he's all over the place. He plays infield and outfield. Um, CBS Sports said he's going to be a breakout player for this year. He likes rankling his opponents. And I find rankling a very good characteristic. <laughs> and 
he might be playing third base besides despite the fact that when I talked about him pretty early in our offseason, because this is the D-backs, I was talking about him as an outfielder. Go figure. He's perfect for utility. Uh, at Alberto Montesi, he's, you know, probably shortstop. He could do third. So he's not all over the place, but I think he's going to break out. Um, he did. He has this injury history, which has kept him from breaking out. He made his own home gym in the Dominican Republic over the offseason. And granted, in the offseason, they couldn't talk to the team. So there's a little bit of nervousness about that. But the trainers have been keeping a huge eye on him since the lockout has ended because they feel that he's going to break out. And if something goes wrong, he tends to completely fall apart. Like if one little, if one hamstring pull can just set him off. And they compared it to putting a Honda axle on a Ferrari because then you're just going to, the whole thing's going to shoot. So you got to keep him uh, in shape and keep an eye on him. All right, my bench, got to have a catcher, Victor Caratini. I think that's going to be a great backup catcher, both for the Padres and for me. Uh, Connor Joe from the Rockies. I wasn't sure where he was going to play, but it looks like first base because Chris Bryant is now with the Rockies. That was a big deal. And they actually played together at University of San Diego. So he's happy to have Chris Bryant with him. I, I had to put a Red Sox on. This is probably my stupidest pick, but um, Jaron Duran was my Red Sox outfielder. He is going to get very little playing time, if any, but who knows? Who knows? He's actually been doing really well in spring training, so we'll see. Uh, the two last guys I picked for the bench, totally because of versatility. And what I've learned with our years at this point of fantasy play is that when you have somebody on the bench, it's really nice if you can plug them in anywhere when, you're, when your players get hurt. So Larry Garcia of the White Sox and Chris Taylor of the Dodgers are both good for second, third, short, and outfield for subbing in. That, so that covers a lot. I'm feeling I'm feeling good about Potty Mouth Posse. I'm feeling like Potty Mouth Posse is very thoughtful this year. Yeah. I am impressed. Nice work. Nice work. So I have um two issues I'm trying to work around right now. Is two of the guys I've picked are currently like the top prospects, but are expected to start, if not opening day, within a week or so. Hmm. So they aren't currently available according to Yahoo, but um uh, we'll we'll get there in a second. Well, okay. the first one actually is catcher, right? You know I want Adley Rutschman. Adley's got a tricep strain, so he's not gonna start opening day. Hopefully he you know, he's he's a week a little over a week, I think, into recovery, and they said he'd be out for probably three weeks. I don't think they're gonna rush him. But Smart. I know he's going to be there for most of this. He's going to he's they're going to put him in. So I'm he's kind of, you know, breathing down the neck of Kurt Casale, who I, you know, I would just profiled for the Giants. Um, So he's going to be my catcher to start the season. And then I, I may I swap him back down to the bench. We'll see how that Smart. goes. But um, if you remember, Kurt is the one who had the following quote. Ideally, you have an adult beverage in one hand, which is words to live by for your host here at No Crying in Baseball. He's got crazy statistics and he's got superpowers from his handmade surgery. So how can <laughs> I not pick Kurt, right? So Bobby Bradley, my first baseman from Cleveland, he's the one who is so good about um, philanthropy in his hometown because uh-huh. he says taking care of home is what it's about. And he's the one who I saw make his um, sort of a second call up when we were um, at a game at, at, at Orioles park at Camden yards. And, um, and I was like, I was so excited to see him kind of make a, a new debut and it was fun. So he's kind of near and dear to my heart. Um, Jazz Chisholm. How could I not have Jazz Chisholm right. on my team, my second baseman? And not just because we want to have a beer with his Grammy Pat or because of his little Euro step off with Josh, Josh Rogers of the Nationals. It's pretty damn fun. Um, I'm going with that new guy with the Rangers. You might have heard of him, uh, Corey Seager. 
um, shortstop. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think Smart. when he comes out, they're going to say, hey, go new guy. Because, you know, mm-hmm. they didn't see him last year. But I'm pretty excited. How could I not pick Corey Seager? That's, you know, a little bit my heart. But mostly, you know, I, I can read statistics. I know that's a good one. So here's where we get into um, another pickle. Uh, Bobby Witt Jr., who is um, definitely going to be in the running for rookie of the year based on what we know going into the season, is not yet available yet on many things that I've read. The Royals may very well start him on opening day at third base. He's just not on that list yet. So I'm kind of holding him in reserve. Um, And part of the, not only because he's my rookie of the year pick, but also because when we we profiled him, I got to tell the story of um, him running around the bat as he was a little kid and putting a hole in his living room wall and his parents actually being amused and not angry about that. <laughs> if um, if Bobby doesn't start, um, Kevin Biggio is going to be my third baseman um, to, to complete my set, of course, with the Blue Jays. Uh, my outfield was always harder because there's just so many guys yeah. oh my god there's so many guys but i'm going with um as you know you had to pick a, a red sock i had to pick a national i was excited actually to pick lane thomas because he was fantastic at you know towards the end of last season when he was brought over um and i'm not sure who's going to win that uh the the the, the 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 shakedown between him and victor robles for who's going to play hmm. um outfield right because he re- ended up replacing robles when he got sent down to triple a to kind of hone his skills and did so well that they didn't bring robles back up so i'm i think the jury thought was what is going to happen there but right now lane thomas is my guy in the outfield as is adam duvall from atlanta who um last season led the national league in runs batted in and he was second in um, home runs and he had moved around a lot from team to team and his whole um his philosophy was be where your feet are like do the best you can where you are Um, i think that just is very steady and it, it just seems right it seems like a good approach to living your life as being where your feet are so he's my uh second outfielder my third is gonna be kyle tucker from houston who was if you remember the third astro um to hit 30 home runs under the age of 25 and has been listed as a possible american league mvp so how could i say no to kyle tucker my utility guys include my new forever boyfriend jay cronenworth from san diego who has that baseball it thing both on offense and defense and i'm going with nick madrigal from the cubs uh nikki two strikes um who does not swing and miss and i appreciate that and he went to the college world series with adley rutschman which brings me to my bench where adley rutschman is currently sitting again only because of the triceps situation you know he's going to be my my catcher as soon as he possibly can if not for whatever reason and i need a different bench guy my um first runner up there is going to be gavin sheets from the white Sox, local boy from um from here around the Baltimore area. So I'm, I'm also excited about him, but you know, I'm all Adley all the time. And I talked to my kid who's still mad at me for picking Adley because <laughs> Adley shares a birthday with my child who looked uh. at me and said, I hate my family as a joke, but um, <laughs> makes me want to, you know, depending on how Adley does this year, there's always the possibility of a forever boyfriend situation just to piss off my child. Oh, Hello, darling. I was about to say, well, the kid could get him next year, but We'll see what could, happens. Yeah, could, right. but you know, Ouch. don't met when, when mom holds the the the, the reins here. Right. You know, also on the bench, G Man Choi from Tampa Bay. Um, only partially because of his dance moves and because he believes in ghosts. Um, I, I have a third pitcher because you know who knows what the heck's going on. I, I'm Tucker Barnhart, who I deeply love, former Red, now with Detroit, because of his very thoughtful and local philanthropy in a couple of places, and I love the fact that his sons were born in his Golden Glove, his Gold Glove years. I think that's super fun. Um, also on my bench, uh, TJ Friedel, current 
Red's boyfriend who understands the importance of a dirty uniform. It means you're playing hard. Um, he has excellent flow and he had that really wacky path to the big leagues, which I appreciate. He worked extra hard in very creative ways to get there. And I think he should be rewarded. And um, last but not least, the candy bar waiting to happen, Lars Newt bar. <laughs> he and made it. That's awesome. He did. He did make it. And to sum it up, I'm just going to use Katie Wu's words in, in her athletic article about him, which was eccentric personality, charismatic play, and all around charm. That is a fun bunch. And this is, so there, this is totally what I love about what we're doing is like getting to know all these guys. I mean, especially your lineup. I wouldn't have been paying attention to these guys if it hadn't been for this podcast. For sure. And so, like, you know, just to repeat what we said before, the, the real fun thing about picking these guys is we can watch any two teams play mm -hmm. and find somebody to root for or know some wacky little fact about somebody that's on the team and care about them, even if it's not your team. It's still, that's that guy. I like that guy because I know this thing about that guy. So that's pretty fun. Um, next week, we come back with our predictions for the season, who we think are um, about teams and about player awards. Um, and we both look super confident about that. <laughs> Man, I blew that last year so badly. I've got it's ideas. Hard to know. Yeah. Well, it's so hard to know. Stuff happens mid-season that you couldn't have predicted at all. And, and we both end up with that, okay, I know I'm supposed to be picking this based on, you know, what we believe is going to happen. Right. But it's hard to not pick on what you deeply want to have happen. Yes. So there we have it. <laughs> All right. All right. I am on a mission. I'm on a mission uh, to highlight women's baseball wherever it may be. And this week, just a lot of international women's baseball popped out at me. And it's worth noting just because – it's baseball's happening everywhere, right? MLB does not have trademark baseball. So the, the, the little bit of the baseball is back was very frustrating because there is baseball happening in so many locations at so many levels and women are growing everywhere in, in baseball. The, the Malaysian women's baseball league has a fantastic Instagram feed that you should follow. And they just did played a friendly game series this weekend, starting, starting yesterday, I believe against Pakistan. So Pakistani women and Malaysian women, a lot of them with their hair covered under their hats, playing baseball. So cool to watch. Malaysia won the first game. And this has been sanctioned by the World Baseball and Softball Commission, and, and it earns points toward international competition and maybe these teams being able to participate in the, the International Women's World Cup of Baseball. Um, as a side note, as I was like looking at these, these teams and where they were playing, I didn't realize that the Pakistan men's team, which I didn't know existed either, like it's just nice to open my eyes to the world of baseball. They hold the international record for the baseball game at the highest altitude. It used to be the Rockies, apparently. Right. But they played a game at 7,310 feet above sea level in the mountains of Pakistan. So it's a beautiful field. Like go I go to the bet. Pakistan field. But I, I hope I have the link right in our notes because it's just like a cool, like if you get a really big home run, it's going down. Like it's going off the cliff. <laughs> Nobody's getting that. All right. More women's baseball happening in Venezuela. Venezuela is starting a women's league and it's kicking off. It kicked off yesterday. They have nine teams, three divisions, the East, the Central, and the West. Each team has up to 40 women on the roster, and then they select 20 when they're in a series. And they're going to be playing 12 regular season games, 
And then the, the winner from each division plus a wild card is going to go on to the championship games. The game, the teams seem to, I didn't check each one, but from, from a glance, what I could recognize, they seem to parallel the men's teams. So there's a Cardinales de Lara in the West. So that was the team gotcha. that I supported in, in Venezuelan league. So I feel like I'm kind of committed to back the women's Cardinales. Consistency. You're known for your consistency. Right. But then I kind of feel like I should have a team at this place point in each league because in the Eastern league is the Caribes de Anzuategui that gets points because oh. I just love saying Anzuategui. Right. For sure. So like for sure. they have a women's team and then stupid face Carabobo, which literally means stupid face, stupid face, <laughs> right. In central. So I love that. They have a women's team. There's stuff going on on YouTube. So follow FIVE Baseball. That's F-E-V-E Baseball, B-E-I-S-B-O-L on YouTube. And there's the occasional women's league game happening there, which is crazy. Last season, also, I was following uh, UK women's baseball because they had a women's baseball league. And the champions from last year, Bell's Baseball, are heading off to France to play other women in apparently a, a new European women's uh, competition tournament. So power to them. And there's baseball happening in Australia. If you follow Grow Her Game on Instagram, they're showing uh, Australia women's baseball division one grand final game happening today. And there are other women's Australian women's competitions that are being highlighted. So it's happening all over. And of course we would always love to see more here, but we did have that big college tournament last weekend power to um, Justine Siegel and the beginning of that all happening. And then just finally in women, us women's news, you know, that Rachel Balkovich who we've been talking about, who is now the, the um, manager of the low a Tampa tarpons in the Yankee system. She missed her opening day of spring training game because she was hit in the eye and she has, there's a lovely picture of her with a huge honk and black eye. And it's basically a warning. Like this can happen to you. She's very, she considers herself very lucky. There was no major damage. She's just missing her spring training opener in this historic season for her, but hopefully she'll be okay by the time opening day rolls around. And just as as sort of a parallel, Bianca Smith, who's a coach with the Red Sox in the minor league, posted a very similar picture at the end of February. She also got knocked in the face during batting practice. And I think it's great though, that these women, that these are not pretty pictures that they're putting their faces out there is like, watch it. But also I'm not going anywhere. I'm sticking around. That's right. Yeah. It's going to take a lot more than this to get me out of this totally. job. I worked too hard for it. Um, as Potty Mouth said, MLB doesn't have a lock on baseball. And especially um, as if Bernie Sanders has anything to <laughs> say about that. As we know, Bernie Sanders is a big baseball fan. He has expressed lots of opinions about um, how MLB is functioning. He's referred to the owners as baseball oligarchs. And I will love him deeply and forever for that. He's also, um, you know, played some games on the campaign trail and has expressed uh positions about the designated hitter opinions about that and that's all you know i appreciate that it's it's again it's kind of like that star trek scene uh thing that if if you have any answer to the question who's your favorite star trek question uh, captain that's fine if any answer works yeah if you have any opinion at all on the dh that works that means you thought about it so bernie sanders is okay by us he is introducing this week the save american baseball act It is the 100-year anniversary of the antitrust protections given to Major League Baseball by the Supreme Court. And Bernie's like, uh, yeah, no. 
This has got to go away. Mm. We need actual competition. MLB should not have a lock on these things. And he said, the quote is, I think the time is now when these billionaires should start paying attention to the needs of the fans and the people of this country rather than just their bottom line. As he pointed out, so many fans don't have access to baseball. So many fans can't afford to go to baseball, even if it is close enough to them. He was set off, he said, particularly by two events in the recent year or so. One was the the owners locking out the players as absolutely as a union busting move and that's not okay yep. and also the cutting of 40 minor league teams which yes. goes to the you know removing access to baseball affordable access and also baseball you know in places where um where major league baseball is not so stay tuned uh, to bernie sanders this is going to be fun to watch because as we know he does not pull his punches do you know where his fandom lies i'm very curious does he like ever talk about being a fan of a major league team i have not seen it i do not know i i do not know because he is a new but york new york guy so i'm I'm curious i'm definitely well curious. he's a vermont guy yeah well now that's his that's his representation but roots roots are, are deep yeah right yeah for sure yes we yes we are both very <laughs> <laughs> so says cleveland girl to boston girl here <laughs> as we both live in maryland live, right, right. <laughs> for sure all right. I want to give a huge shout out to our new Patreon sponsor. Woo, woo, woo. We should have like a sound effect for this. I guess I'm in the editing department. You are, you are in fact, the sound effect, so, I think. I, I think it's just going to be you saying, woo, woo, woo. There we go. All right. Anna Creech, thank you so much for sponsoring us on Patreon. You too can sponsor us on Patreon if you go to patreon.com slash no crying in b-ball. And you too can get shouted out, out shouted. Yeah, we can say your name on the app and plus other things if you want to go to a higher level. So jo join Anna and sponsor us. And also you cannot join Anna as part of our fantasy baseball uh, team anymore because she's the last one who snuck in under the wire as a new fantasy baseball player. Nice so job. Great for you. Nice yeah. job. Yeah. I can't wait to, to see what all the lineups look like. I'm excited. Fantasy, our fantasy baseball friends, get ready out there. You should be getting lots of communication from Patty that you have to respond to in a timely manner if you want to uh, get the guys that you want on your team. Yeah, remember to, um, you're going to want to get your rosters in early because it's going to be first come, first serve, and to give me as much time as possible to work through all of this on freaking paper because we have stupid rules, such stupid, ridiculous, convoluted rules that only the commissioner's brain can can make heads or tails of them when I have all of your lineups in front of me. Bless you. Absolutely bless you. Oh, my God. There's not enough beer. in the Yeah, there is, in fact, enough beer in the world. <laughs> okay. As it turns out, there is. That's a good thing. Hey, when's opening day? Opening day countdown from the time of recording. This is so cool. Ten days. So, so oh by God. the time, so the, by the time you all hear this, we're going to be in the single digits. But for us right now, as Patty's taking the final sip of beer, no, not quite final, but ten days, nine hours, five minutes, and a matter of seconds until we get to watch. We're going to opening day at, at we Max. got tickets. Woo. We have tickets. I'm so excited. I am very excited. And I put that on my leave slip because I had to sign up for some leave to get out of work a little bit early that day. And I wrote opening day in the comment yeah, no. section. That's the right thing. Yeah. That's the right thing. I had just enough comp time to take a half day that day. Like, yep, yep, this is the right thing. Um, hey, so if you're going to opening day or not, or you're watching all this fantastic international baseball or spring training baseball or not, please feel free to check out some past episodes of No Crying in Baseball and leave us a rating or a review if you like. If you have friends or family that you think might like to hear us talk about baseball, please let them know about the show. Um, 
I'm sure you've been vaccinated and, boost, and boosted so you can play in Canada. So yay for you. Fight the man like Bernie does. Wait, and until, wait, oh. where we can find us on social media is Twitter. Oh my gosh. It's all right. I'll just jump right in. Twitter. Jump right in. NCIB podcast is Twitter. Facebook and Instagram are no crying in b-ball as is Patreon. So check that shit out. It's as if I didn't want you to talk to us. And that's not at all yeah. true. I do want you to talk to us, but not right now, because right now we're going to say, say goodnight, potty mouth. Good night, potty mouth. Yeah, so you're seeing green dots. Is that a good thing or a bad thing when you see the green dots? I okay. think it's good. I hope All so. Right.